Here at IMC, we believe half of financial literacy is about knowledge. Now that other half, now that's lifestyle. It's the way you live. It's the way you move. So together we are going to demystify this good old world of finance and wealth building through our intentional guests and dialogue. Make sure you subscribe, stay tuned, and of course, stay planted. Shout out to everyone joining us today. This is going to be very insightful. So tap all your business owners, shoot them a message, tell them to tap in, share this, like it, comment, have your questions ready. We have the expert with us. Now, I do have my bottle of water, so my mouth does not get dry during this interview because we are going to be discussing some very important topics. So I'm seeing the crowd increase, which is exciting. Let's go ahead and get Grab your lunch. Hopefully you, you got your lunch uh, uh, in front of you because you're going to get some food during this session mm -hmm. and then you get some grub while you're eating in front of you. So super excited. What's going on, Talibah? Oh, my goodness. Everything. <laughs> All good <laughs> stuff. I'm loving the energy. It's definitely a high vibration Thursday. Let me tell you something. You got that right. Yeah. You got that right. Shout out to the good weather too, you know. I know. I would I would prefer for it to actually be fall weather, you know, okay. but you know okay. how Alabama does it. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Pick and choose. All right. Good, good, good. Um, all right. So let's do this. It's 1235. We'll go ahead and jump in. Um, as shared through our different platforms, this is um, specifically for business owners. But even if you're not a business owner, there may be some really good tips for you if you have aspirations to start in a business at some point, because this information is, is definitely, I'm going to use a $500 word, ubiquitous to any industry. Uh, that means everywhere. You could apply it everywhere um, uh, to every industry, because one thing about numbers, one thing about accounting, uh, numbers don't lie. And so you got to make sure your numbers line up. Um, uh, one thing that I will also share is that uh, Taliba is the accountant for IMC Financial Consultant. Very, very proud to say, um, and also our accountant for our household. And, and she's done a magnificent job. Uh, thank you for teaching us on the best way to leverage the tax code um, and structure our business. Uh, so I know that the information we'll be uh, discussing today, we apply it. Right. And so this isn't anything in which all right, we read an article and started talking like, no, this is this is information that Taliba has been able to help her clients wealth with help our clients with. So uh, let's be sure to tap in and and, and take notes. Um, all right. Now that I said all that, um, you got lunch next time, Taliba. I know. I, know, I got all. Yeah. All of that. All of that. So, um, but let's do this. Tell us about yourself. Tell us where you're from and, and what got you into the accounting industry. Okay. Uh, so I'm Taliba Bells, founder and CEO of TMB Tax and Financial Services and my new baby, my nonprofit access granted. I am born and raised here in Birmingham, Alabama. 
I stepped away for about 18 years uh, and moved to the uh, D.C. metropolitan area. I lived just about everywhere in the metropolitan area in D.C., uh, where I worked on Capitol Hill for a few years and then did about 12 years with the Department of Justice. Uh, that was all national security and politics. So I had a, wow. a full pivot. Right. Uh, in, in, in that life, I was putting my career first, as they say. <laughs> and so uh, I wanted to come back home. My parents were aging. I uh, wanted to make sure my children were around my family. Um, and I wanted to, you know, I felt like I was being called to do more, believe it or not. And a lot of people are like, like more than working for the FBI or more than, I was like, yeah, there's more, right. You know, I wanted to, um, really like hone into my passion of being a small business owner because that's what I grew up seeing uh, in my mother and father and other family members. And so, you know, the need that I that I knew was there when it comes to our black owned businesses is like infrastructure, uh, right. numbers, right. Uh, right. taxes. And so my mom did taxes and accounting my whole life. So just naturally, that's where I landed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I landed in um, just mixing the mixing the passion of uh, understanding just like the the value and the role that small business plays in a family in a community, mm. right? Like yeah. when a small business yeah. is successful, I mean that's economic development, and so right. Right. that's what my heart and my passion longed for was having a more direct impact in my community. And so uh, because I could take the leap and I did everything strategically. I had the support system here. I said, you know what? I'm taking the leap. I'm going to go 100% entrepreneur in this. And so yeah. almost three years later, still here and still going strong. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. It's it's always good to hear the why behind um, someone's passion, because what we'll get into to today and even some of the recommendations that Talib will be able to speak to if you're not passionate about it, you wouldn't be talking about it, especially this specific piece, because interesting enough, and I, I, and I want to shout out all accountants, all CPAs, all financial professionals, all bankers. Mm -hmm. This pandemic has put, uh, has exponentialized the amount of stress mm -hmm. due to the like frequency of, of, of changes to mm -hmm. policy that impact business owners. And Taliba and bankers and myself, we've had to essentially <laughs> be be ready for change in the next five hours on something mm -hmm. that could be a two hundred thousand dollar difference for someone's business, right? Or a twenty thousand dollar difference. And so, um, definitely want to salute you. But it's always good to hear the why behind uh, what we'll be able to experience here shortly. All right. Mm -hmm. So I, I touched on the pandemic, and that's part of what we'll be able to hone in on and some of the resources around the pandemic. But before we get into the resources, there are typically uh, there is typically a process you have to walk through to be able to qualify for resources. Mm -hmm. With the seat that you've had, you've been able to help uh, business owners with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars in PPP funding and EIDL funding. But there, but there are also business owners that possibly did not take it all the way through the finish line. Can you speak to some of the infrastructure that? Um, that was a void, right, with those business owners. And, and then for 
upcoming business owners, these are some of the things that you need to have in place to make sure that you have a viable business. Right. So we know even before the pandemic, one of the major challenges um, with our uh, black and minority owned businesses was that lack of small business financial literacy. Right. I right. know that's 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 your yeah. thing, Isaac, is that financial literacy. And so because there there was this lack of small business financial literacy, even beforehand, culturally, intrinsically, like that's right. just. That's, right. that's why our reality, right? Right. Um, we already didn't have certain things in place. There were there there may have already been a tax compliance issue where right. you know you were behind on a couple of years on taxes, whether it be personal, whether it be business, whether it be sales tax, whether it be payroll withholdings. There was just a tax issue, right? Yeah. Then there was also you know businesses that you know, have been on the cash-based business. So yep. there's not really a lot of record keeping or or QuickBooks or any type of accounting software in place. All of that was the reality before the pandemic. That's right. All right. So then when the pandemic came along, you mix in all the trauma, you know, that we've all been experiencing in the personal life and then how that affected the business. We're in, we're just in utter chaos mentally. Right. CEOs, right. we need fortified. Right. right. On top of not having all these things in place. So right. I was at the front lines really with the PPP. Yeah. Uh, that was the initial sort of small business disaster recovery. You know, just like you said, the federal government, the governments are saying, small business owners, you are important. We know we're important. Here's money. But the problem became well, if you hadn't filed your taxes, uh -oh. You were immediately out the game of PPP. <laughs> That's right. You know? Out the game. Yeah. I mean, and 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 we're and we're talking about obviously like we really don't have to say this, but I'm gonna say it. It's like so legally qualified we're not making up any tax returns or anything like that that's over right. here right that's a so, come on now so that's the thing it's like so people were 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 naturally genuinely out of the game because of a tax compliance issue mixed in with trauma on just understanding what you right. needed to do as a business owner right and, and so, let's let's yeah. let's highlight this too now someone may be saying well Jimmy down the street, he talking about he got some PPP funding. I don't even know if he knows what the EIN number is, right? Like, so <laughs> right. now there are, <laughs> there has been the reality, and I'm, that's why I'm so glad you you gave that disclaimer. Like, hey, ain't no funny business over here. We doing it. We staying compliant. We're going to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Has there been individuals that have whatever, and mm -hmm. they receive proceeds, and, you know, they'll deal with the consequences at some point. That it, That may be true. But also at the same time that, you know, in order to uh, uh, apply for these resources, have a peace of mind, mm -hmm. there is a proper way of going about doing that. And that's why the taxes and having your paperwork is important. So I just wanted to highlight that really quick. Absolutely. And I mean, if we have time, I do want to, you know, speak to the implications of what has happened like when when you create an opportunity for people to in essence take advantage of not knowing a not knowing mm -hmm. population you know so the next time you file taxes or you know when it was time for you to be able to get your ppp forgiven if it's all made up now you got an sba loan that you're required to pay 
you default on that and now you're you know what i'm saying so right it really created a mess but that probably be a whole nother whole nother <laughs> webinar but uh but really like i said um the the infrastructure problem that we that we had before the pandemic uh really became worse uh with the pandemic yeah. uh, but the bright side of it And this is what I love to say is, you know, when you come across a a small business owner that's 100 percent dedicated, like I am going to stay in my business because this provides for my family, this provides for my community. And I'm willing to do what it takes to make sure that I have all my stuff like the energy is still very high. You know, we did have people that had to close. Right. But the, the people that said, you know what, I'm hanging in there. This is what I'm trying to do. That energy is so high and, I, and I'm loving it. Like we're, we are right. getting people um, educated. Right? right. So, you know, even if it was a no before, uh, you know, let six months, you know, uh, maybe even a year roll back around. And it's not a no. And, and that's right. that's the main thing that I wanted to relate with that. Perfect. So let, let let's talk about it. We have businesses that said, okay, well, I do have my 2019 taxes. Um, I am familiar with the PPP. I may have received proceeds from the uh, Paychecks Protection Program. Um, I'm familiar with the EIDL. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that's, they may be thinking, I'm pretty sure that that's over with. Let's right. let's speak to the climate today because the right. pandemic is crazy that, it, what, what is it, 18 months, you know, yeah. 19 months or so. Yeah. Yeah. And so PPP and EIDL after about, you know, the, the climate we live in, once you hear something for about 90 days, it's like, all right, cool. You know, unless I got my money or not, I'm going to keep it moving. Right. Um. So there is a level of uh, uh, paralysis around those two mm. terms where it's just, you know, uh, whatever. But even within our conversation in which you've enlightened me and and, and I was able to learn and, and which triggered that like, hey, we got to get this out to the masses, you know, to um, um, echo what you've been saying already. There are resources, like you said, for business owners that are committed to their business, mm-hmm. um, that see the future of their business. And if you fit this profile, you mm-hmm. may be able to tap into resources by the end of this year. Right. Correct? Right. Okay. Correct. And 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 you said it so perfectly. There's a lot of white noise out there. Um, and, and really just because of what I just said that, you know, you get these memes of people, you know, fraudulently doing stuff with PPP. You, you see people going to jail or paying these fines. And so what has happened is people that are actually qualified have zoned out. They're like, mm. it's too much going on with That's these good. different programs. Of course, PPP is over with, uh, but EIDL still exists. So when you when you eliminate the white noise, Right. Which is what we're going to do today and and actually cut right to the chase, because that's another (laughs) we don't have time. You know what I mean? These days. So we need to have it as simple as possible. So with EIDL right now, EIDL is still in effect. There's still billions of dollars appropriated for the EIDL process. They have even made uh, guidelines changes through which it once was capped out at 500,000. Now the EIDLs can be up to $2 million. Okay. But the most important thing, and I learned this through the webinar that I did with the Alabama district office here in Birmingham with Mr. Perkins is 
two things, two things. Like if y'all don't remember uh -oh. anything that we talk about today, I got my pen. To, <laughs> when it comes to E I D L and a loan, and we'll talk about loan because a lot of people are like, ooh, loan out, but right, loan, right, loan, right. loan. Okay. You got to pay it back. However, we're talking right. about a capital injection here that you may desperately be needing. So mm -hmm. two, two, two numbers. The first number is if you have at least a 570 Experian Beacon credit score. Whoa. And Whoa. a lot of people are like, did she say a five set? I said right. a 570 Experian Beacon credit score. That's the first number. The second number is 2019. Have you 2019. done and filed your 2019 business tax returns? Whether that's a Schedule C, 1120S, whichever, however you file as a business. Uh -huh. If you filed that 2019 tax return, I want you to listen to us today. I yeah, want you to yeah. go to the webinar that's on my Facebook page and, and, and listen to Mr. Parkins explain this process because there could be some eligibility there. Yeah. And and quite frankly, what what has happened going back to the white noise. So you have the white noise where people are zoning out because they believe, you know, oh, the program's over with or there's. But the other white noise is if you allow me like to kind of go through the timeline on how I believe Please. the messaging fell flat. So last year, right, when we thought of EIDL, your first time hearing EIDL was, oh, look, it's $10,000 grants, right? right, everybody, right, right. everybody was going to the <laughs> SBA.gov website like, oh, you could get a $10,000 EIDL advance. Right. Everybody was going to get those. Mm. Then it changed. You know, it went from $10,000 to $1,000 per person. Right. Yep. Then the money was gone. It was a wrap again. <laughs> okay. Now, in that process, you had a number of different things going on. There were some people in applying for the advances. It really was a part of a loan program. That really was a piece of the loan, the EIDL loan, right? But, you know, either people didn't move forward because they didn't want, they were just only interested in the grant or they got declined or whatever the case may be. And so now you have a whole population of people that got some kind of money in EIDL last year. Right. So because... You know, there really wasn't supposed to be a change between the 10,000 and the 1,000, but that's a whole nother conversation. Right. Because of that, at the top of this year, the SBA started sending out emails inviting you to apply to get that $10,000, remember? So like right. if you yep. only got a thousand, remember they said, okay, wait for your email. You're going to get an email invitation to apply for the targeted EIDL advance that will make you whole, that will bring you up to that 10,000 if you didn't get the 10,000. So right. that was the second iteration this year. Mm. But the messaging never went back to the long piece. Yeah. Right. So you right. got a lot of people in the gray area, people that were denied even at the top of this year. So you got the email invitation saying I'm inviting you to apply. But some people were <laughs> still denied, whether it be right. because of where their business was located. They didn't have the numbers to show. You see what I'm saying? Yep. The month, yep. month comparison between 19 or 20. A number of different reasons why our businesses still didn't qualify for that that extra up to $10,000 money. Okay. Right. So then all those people are tuned out. Mm. But now, because we're like, okay, 
that's all in the past. Now you, your process may be different if you were involved in that, but what you need to know is the 570 that I just said in 2019. Mm. Yeah. Because the thing about it is when you applied last year, you might not have had a 570. I mean, let's yes. be real. We work with real That's business right. owners here. That's right. That's right. Okay, That's right. If you have yep. a 570 now. That's a reconsideration. And mm. so now that you have written down 570, you don't you don't wrote down 2019 tax return. Right. So now we need to talk about some more numbers. OK, because that's just to, to get your attention. Right. right. 570 right. experience, 2019 tax return. Tax. Now okay. for the formula. Okay. Now for how much you could possibly be eligible for if you're qualified. That is going to be your gross income on that tax return, the 2019 tax return for your business. Okay. If you have cost of goods sold, you're going to have to subtract that number out, right? Mm -hmm. And then what's left is that number times two. So if you brought in, let's say, $40,000 as a business, you don't have cost of goods. So $40,000 is your income. Times two is $80,000. Mm. So there's a $80,000 loan eligibility calculation for your business. What wow. can you do with $80,000? Come wow. on, I mean, this wow. is what's being missed. Right? That is, and Taliba, that is such, it's, it, it has me thinking about a few things. One specifically, typically, typically, when you think about access to capital, just in general and the normal process that you would need to go through. And of course, yeah, you, there is some misinformation, a lot of misinformation around, oh, business credit. And per mm. Look, they're going to pull your credit, buddy. You know, yeah. and so mm -hmm. for for the barrier of entry to be so low at a 570 mm -hmm. with a multiplier of, of gross income to mm -hmm. essentially create, like you said, this capital infusion mm -hmm. only only mm -hmm. for those that filed their taxes for 2019 again right hopefully right. one of the biggest takeaways is even if you're you may say man i i wish you know i had a business well you see the value of a business when it comes to their paperwork it's just not having the mm -hmm. business it's more mm -hmm. so having the paperwork the the resource with uh to have access to an accountant mm -hmm. to give proper advice and guidance um so question yeah. All right. So we know it's a loan. Yeah. We all right. I have a five eighty two credit score. Right. Okay. Look, and I did about eighteen thousand seven hundred fifty dollars gross. Okay. No cost of goods sold. I don't know why I threw that number out. Now I got to calculate it. So now it's like thirty six something. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's like thirty seven five hundred yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I have about thirty five thousand in some change, roughly, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I have access to. When do yeah. I have to start paying that back? Okay. Uh, so automatically, and like I told Isaac, I have a promissory note right here mm. that a client mm. has signed, got all the details. Mm. This is what it is. We're not making so it th up. So this isn't from a Yahoo up. article. <laughs> right. You didn't Don't get this from YouTube. Yeah. You know, it's, we got it. Okay. That's right. Um, so uh, now I forgot the question because I wasn't yeah. answering. I'm like, let me make sure y'all know we're not making this up because we don't have right. time for any of this. Um, but so anyway, there is an automatic two-year deferral mm. on when you have to make your first payment. 
Okay. So that's, I'm glad you asked me that because yes, it's alone. And a lot of people kind of cringe at loan, but that's why you, you really should be having routine conversations with a financial person to help you develop that strategy so that you're not, you know, caught off guard or just anything like that. You're effectively using that money. Right. So the thing of it is that's two whole years. Anything yep. can happen in yep. your business between now and two years from now that you could leverage to either pay the whole entire loan off or whatever the case may be. But by default, in this promissory note, you don't have to request it, you know, as in some of the PPP forget. No, you don't have to request it automatically. Your yep. first payment would not be due until two years from the dis dis dispersal of your funds in your account. Wow. wow. Two wow. years. Wow. So... One may say, and I'm and I'm so glad you mentioned if if you are committed to your business and uh you have access to this capital, and you may say, Okay, well, what would I use it for? Well, of course, you got to know about your business to to mm -hmm. better assess what will be the best use of it. Mm -hmm. One could say, I need to stabilize the lifestyle that is associated to the business. And when I say lifestyle, that may be you're just reoccurring expenses mm -hmm. as an individual, right? Mm -hmm. Be able to stabilize that so you can keep more money in the business and apply mm -hmm. it towards those initiatives. Mm -hmm. Or you could apply it towards personnel. You may see mm -hmm. something to where if I had another person here, this will increase our revenue stream and our production, which in turn is going to outweigh question, what's the range of the interest on the loan, right? So we have, you don't have to pay back until, start making monthly payments until 24 months. Yes. Does, does it speak to the interest rate? It does. So for profits, it's 3.75%. Okay. Nonprofits is 2.75%. And this is the COVID EIDL we're talking about. Okay. So we have... Ultimately, we would 3.75% is what you would owe on the amount that you and would receive. It's a 30 year term. It, <laughs> it's a 30 year term. Oh, <laughs> Let me not 30, come on now, y'all. Right. <laughs> so, hopefully, there is something that you can see if it's personnel, if it's mm -hmm. product, if it's process, if it's technology, mm -hmm. if it's marketing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, there are a number of rent ways. for your office rent. space. Correct. Right. Right. And, and one term Talib and I, we use consistently when we talk about business owners and discretionary is like it gives you the ability to breathe. Yeah. You can breathe a bit. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you've been impacted by this pandemic. And so mm -hmm. 570 credit score, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 2019 taxes. Have filed. And let me say this, too. Mm. Now, we have until December 31st or when right. the money runs out. But like right. I said, the last check, it's, you know, still billions of dollars in there. So right. if you haven't filed your 2019 tax return, you can still get get on that. You know That's what I mean? Good. You can still get on that and get that filed. Um, you know, now, if you have to amend a return, no, or no, I mean, all types of scenarios. If you had to <laughs> amend a return, then you need to know that that process is going to be longer because we know the IRS is behind. However, right. if if anything that we're hitting today, you're like, dang, I need to amend my return because I know, you know, I finally got my books together or whatever the case may be. And you're like, there actually this actually is needs to be corrected. You can right. still amend your return, but just know that you're going to have to, uh, there's more weeks added on to that because then you're going to have to have that processing. I right. mean, anything right. that involves filing taxes, you are going to have to wait until the IRS process your tax, processes your tax return. So, right. so if you haven't filed, if you need to amend, there's still time to do it. 
But I always say, you know, try to build up those expectations. But just know there will be a wait because you have to wait on the IRS to process your tax return because the SBA is going to ask you to fill out a form, which we'll get to. Uh, the 4506T, y'all might have seen my post about that. Um, and that is how the SBA verifies what you have put as your income for 2019. They're, and, and that's the whole thing, too, with, with everything that has happened, our people making up stuff. It's no more of that. OK, yeah. it's no more of that. You're not going to be able to just say I made one hundred thousand dollars and I filed 2019 and just think the SBA is going to just take that. No, right. they're going right. directly to the IRS because you're going to have to give them permission with that 4506 T. And right. then they're going to get a copy of the tax information as you filed it. Right, so right, if you right. said a hundred thousand, it better be a hundred thousand on that tax return <laughs> because you're gonna get declines. <laughs> when that e that email come in and you see declined in the subject, like I ain't gonna open it. And right, uh, uh. right you should be expecting it because you know you made it up. But the thing of That's it right. is because <laughs> but the thing of it is with anything in federal government, which a lot of people don't realize, it's like you do get another chance. OK, so that's why I say, you know, if you need to amend a return or whatever the case may be, that declination letter is actually going to spell out what you need to do in order to get a reconsideration and other things like that. So, you know, there's there's still some chance that you may qualify for for a EIDL loan. Two great points. And before I get to those, I saw a comment that mentioned that, hey, there is an interest rate tied to the loan. That is exactly correct. We touched on that. Three and a half percent for four profits or 375 Mm-hmm. 375 3. 3. for 3.75% for four profits, 2.75% for nonprofits. So, Pierre, thank you for that uh, comment. Now, we do know that with businesses, um, with uh, strategies mm-hmm. with even now the cost of using other people's money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. At an all time low. And so, yes, this is a loan, but for those that work with business owners, understand the way in which capital markets, financial institutions, mm-hmm. being able to leverage someone else's money. So if it costs me right. 3.75%, for $50,000, the goal is to apply that $50,000 into something that would generate at least 10%, right? Something exactly. That would be exactly. Greater than that. And so exactly. that is a goal. Now, if you just looking like, I just need some money so I can go to uh, Saks Fifth and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nah. Uh-uh. So that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking right. about that's fully right. leveraging uh, a capital infusion that you need in such yep. a way that you're going to be so positioned to pay that loan back in two years, it's nothing. And I mean, and millionaires use other people's money to make their business more profitable. So that's, that's, I'm glad that, 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 um, that we got that comment uh, to kind of bring it back. So we're, we're talking about a loan and and we're intentionally talking about this loan because so many people have, have money on the table because they're, you know, Oh, is it the grant? Is the money gone? Now they're still sending emails out about the targeted EIDL and supplemental advance. I had a client apply over the weekend for the loan and she still got the email afterwards that says you may be eligible for a targeted EIDL grant or something. So they're still doing that, you know, um, but for the purposes of messaging having fallen flat, 
right? Yeah. I specifically just want to make sure that qualified business owners who are yeah. not adverse to a loan know hey, there's an opportunity for you. Absolutely. The other thing that I want to talk about with the leveraging, this is an SBA loan. Let's mm. go back to the realism of, of, of how Black business owners can traditionally yes, not qualify for right, SBA right. loans because right. they typically have a lot more paperwork involved. Remember, we just talked about this. Right, so you're right. not only leveraging that actual capital influ infusion, now you have an SBA loan that you're paying back you know, on time, and that's right. actually right. reporting to your business credit bureaus. Mm. So now you're able to build your business credit scores as well. So this is right. an awesome opportunity wow. for, 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 for business owners you know, that, 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 that's where either have their stuff together, ready to get their stuff together, whatever the case yeah. may be, access the capital right here is what we're talking about. This is it. Hall of Famer Deion Sanders says, if you look good, you play good. Here at the Planning Podcast, we believe that proper money management is important. And we also know that being financially fit represents the way in which you live. Now, just by listening to this podcast, you are part of the movement. And one of the most critical aspects of this is the way in which we spell planning. The A is replaced with the delta sign. And those that are familiar with mathematics, delta represents change. A very consistent theme that we noticed that regardless of the objective, big or small, if you want any change to occur for the better, you're gonna have to start planning. Be sure to check out our merchandise at www dot stay planning dot com s t a y p l a n n i n g we'll see you there so two points if someone was declined for eidl historically mm -hmm. previously yeah. they can still be reconsidered yes the, okay. And they, you would have received a letter uh, okay. that, that the declination letter is what I'm talking about. It gives you a time frame to reply back to say, I want to be reconsidered six months. Again, make sure you everything you need to know is in that declination letter. And yeah. because there's several emails, it's like three or four different email accounts that depending on, you know, what you need to do. But for reconsideration, that declination email, I mean, letter has the, the reconsideration email address in it. And right. that's what you want to use to respond back to. And with every email that you're going to be doing on EIDL, just like we, we know, Isaac, you want to make sure that you have your loan number in that yeah. subject line. Okay. Right. And also that's in right. the body of the email. Uh, so right. yes, you can, if you were declined, uh, for whatever reason, again, if it if it was credit before and you know that your credit has improved, if it was um, one of the other common ones that I get is a lot of people that come to me that haven't filed taxes and they didn't fully understand. Oh, so they're going to be checking for my tax return. So if you got declined because they couldn't, you know, match your information with your taxes, uh, then you will be declined for that. Um, the one thing that that really uh, I don't think there's much room to budge on is the whole location thing. Um, a lot of people uh, that got those emails at the top of the year about the targeted EIDL advance. 
right? I right. had a person um, comment and say, well, hey, you know, I'm literally, according to this map, I'm literally like 30 feet from, you know, mm. being in a low income area. Right. If you were declined for EIDL advance because of that, it's not a lot of wiggle room because that's the map that the SBA uses. Right, right, right. But for right. the loan, there's not a requirement for your business to be in a low income area. So, mm. so there's there's still opportunity there. Like it's I good. said, if I had a diagram, man, it would be circles, arrows, squares, <laughs> so many shapes because it is so many paths. But yeah. I mean, just just hang in there. If you qualify, pack your patience. If you don't know, find somebody that knows and 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 apply. That's so good. And the with the tax returns, as you mentioned, they're looking at 2019. One thing I just thought about was just through traditional lending is typically we need two years of tax returns to even mm -hmm. consider you. Mm -hmm. So with this one, they're just looking at 2019. So you could have right. operated in 19 and you know started rolling in 20, and you 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 can make some things happen. But if mm -hmm. someone did not have their uh, have yet to process their 2019 taxes. It's October 14th. We know mm -hmm. it's close to the end of the window to officially apply. Do mm -hmm. they still have a chance to possibly, you know, squeeze in if they could get their information in process and then? You know, yeah, I would just say, you know, as soon as possible, you need to go ahead and file your 29th because everything starts with that tax return. Yeah. So, you know, you need to go ahead. If you know that you're gathering stuff or whatever it is you're doing, <laughs> wait, right. you know, you want to go ahead and, and file that uh, because you really and truly, and this is just because of the workflow that I know is with this EIDL, you really and truly do not want to apply until you know the IRS has processed your 2019 tax return. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is, you know, just because you e-filed it does not, or and definitely not mailing it, honey. Mailing it, you might be in 2022. I don't know. But, but no, I mean, but seriously, they are behind right. the mail. But with e-filing, you know, just because you see that it was accepted, does not mean the IRS has processed it. So what mm. I typically advise people to do, don't even try to, you know, I mean, don't call. You don't have to call. They have created where you can create your IRS account on irs.gov, okay? And you're going to have to verify your identity, all of that. But when you have created your account on irs.gov, one of the things I want you to do is, Log in, go to the transcript section, right? Mm. And you want to see when you go in transcripts, if it has a little asterisk by 2019, that means they have not processed your 2019 tax return yet. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, so you're looking, you know, hey, you can log in every day if you want to, right? Right, um, right, so right, right. Follow me. <laughs> Look, uh, go into irs.gov, right? <laughs> it's been e-filed. Go into irs.gov, create an account if you have to, go to the tax transcript section, pull your tax record, and you're going to be looking for 2019. If it has an asterisk, they're not done yet. If it has your actual tra uh, tax transcript for 2019, you're ready to roll. That mm. means they processed it. Then that's when you need to go straight to SBA.gov and right. apply. Because that then you know that that 
you're ready, right? Because and you want to use the exact address from your 2019 text. It's a lot of different things that'll get you caught up. And that's um, a big deal right there. Yeah. You want to use the exact address on your 2019 tax return. Yeah. And you just and you just touched on a question. It was uh shout out Ashley Wiggins. Uh, not going to lie. Definitely just submitted my 2019-2020-1065S for my multi-member LLC. Okay. How do we know the IRS has processed our returns calling or would we receive something in the mail? And, and I believe you touched, touched, just on, touched that. on that. Yeah. Uh, you said, yeah. Ashley, yeah, just make sure that you create an account on irs.gov. And then when you create that account, after you verify yourself, um, you're going to be able to go to tax records. And then you'll see all the years that uh, that it has been filed, especially. So when you did the, well, I know we're as trying to get into a customer. I was about to get into <laughs> see, this is why I love to leave it. She she got straight into solution mode. <laughs> Ashley, right. hey, look, go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> Ashley, if you're still alive, yeah, yeah. type type the response. But ask your question. So the way that you would know, at least you would know that your personal, because you would have gotten. Uh, something from your 1065 and you filed your personal tax return is what I believe that you're that you're asking. So you're going to you're going to kind of have to have insight into the fact that your personal tax return is processed. So there's going to be some level of the business tax return that ideally should be processed. Uh, you might have to call because it's a little quirky with the business tax transcripts. Mm. Um you know, so you might have to call, but really, if you go to creating your own personal account and seeing how your personal taxes were processed, um, then there could be some slither of hope that in them processing your personal tax return with your K-1, um, then the business tax return might have an element in there too as right, well. Right, right, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Now, if someone wanted to reach out to you and say, hey, Taliba, I saw the live with you and Isaac. I have my 2019 tax returns. Can you assist me on this process of the EIDL? Now she's crazy busy, y'all. So that's why. Yeah, I, I was just about busy. to say, like, uh, <laughs> so if your hair is on fire, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not the person for you because, yeah. uh, fortunately, you know, I have been blessed with business owners that are actually waiting on probably looking at me like, if she don't hurry up and get off this live. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to be honest. I, I mean, you know, we're at about two and a half, three weeks out really on onboarding new clients, um, period, which is why I'm doing these type of webinars, because, you know, there are other folks absolutely out there. Um, you know, then there's webinars on my, my page. Yeah. Uh, I am doing strategy sessions in the sense that, you know, I'll meet with you. And if you have questions, I'll try to navigate you through it. Uh, you know, but as far as like, like anything in depth, then just pack your patience and we'll be, you know, ready for you in about two weeks. That's good. That's good. That's good. Let me, let me double check these questions. This has been fantastic. Even the responses have been good. Good. I'm seeing Stan Road, business owner. That's big. Yep. It is big. Um, folks learning that the credit building part of the loan, right. Not knowing mm -hmm. that. And I, I, I completely forgot about that as well. That mm -hmm. reporting, um, reflecting more history with your business credit and then mm -hmm. having a relationship with the SBA, right? Yes, like exactly. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like with banks, you know, they first say you got to become bankable. Once you become right. bankable, then there's different products you, you typically have access to. Right. right? And right. so right. now that you have a relationship with the SBA, you're building business credit. If right. you're making your payments back on time, positive right. activity, <laughs> um, <laughs> 
and then and then you have um, access to resources. So, um, uh, as Taliba mentioned, there are different lives and and, and even greater detail of the mm-hmm. EIDL, the application process. So please visit her Facebook page mm-hmm. um, as well. I think there may be some information on YouTube, even on your website, it you'll is. be directed every, to, all, to all the different resources. And the SBA is actually, I just saw on their, their site before, um, before I got on with Isaac, that they're having an informational session on the 20th of this month. Um, mm. So if you go to SBA.gov and, you know, go on the EIDL loan portion of their website, you'll be able to sign up for a webinar that they're doing themselves. Uh, right. And so if you have any questions and want to kind of walk through that process, they really are doing a good job there. They even have um, checklists that kind of walk you through the portal. And it's mm. really not difficult if you've never applied before. Like if you didn't do an advance last year or at the top of this year and you're truly just trying to apply for the loan, it is a relatively smooth process for you. Um, As long as, like I said, you have your 2019 tax return filed and you have those numbers and the address and such, uh, it's a smooth process for you. Uh, But again, just making sure that you uh, fill out the 4506T correctly. And Mr. Perkins walks you through that in the webinar that's on my Facebook page. Uh, But again, the, the SBA is doing a webinar on October the 20th. Go to SBA.gov um, for how you would sign up and 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 they'll walk you through the process again because, you know, it's really an all out collaboration. Hey, let's get this message out so that, you know, this money doesn't go back into the pot because that's what happened with PPP. There yeah. was actually still money left in PPP uh, at the top. But you know, in a bill that hadn't been passed yet, that was subsequently bill, but passed, I mean, but it was repurposed now into the infrastructure bill and the build back better, you know. And so I it, that broke my heart because it was just like, man, right, right, <laughs> you know, right, like, what right. Does that send, you know, that you have all these billions of dollars and 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 it's ended up going back in the pot? Well, it's a lot of messages. Yeah. The first message yeah. is that we got to work harder to make sure that people know about these opportunities. And if that means holding their hand to get them bankable to be able yeah. to do this, then that's what we're that's what that's what we're here for. You know right. what I mean? So it's an all-out collaboration. Share yeah. this information with your timelines, with your business owners, because I mean, hey, don't block your blessing trying to keep this information to yourself. Spread the right. word because it's all about empowerment, community empowerment and uh and, and and we we don't hold on information over here right you know that's right I mean? so, that's right um, that's right i know that we're we're coming close to being uh being done but you know just know again that uh with the loan amounts i want to kind of break down something a little bit please with the loan amounts um so remember i said that the caps were changed like originally it was five hundred thousand. now it's up to two million one of the things that i want to touch on for folks who have actually already gotten a loan is there was uh, there's also an opportunity for you um Mm. you probably were capped at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars Okay, Um, and so if you were capped at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and, you know, you were because it's flat one hundred fifty or a little bit under one hundred and forty nine. And in the formula that we've talked about uh, in this in this uh, session here, you know that you actually qualify for more. You can actually request an increase. 
Hmm. Because now that there are the program guidelines and the caps have increased, you're no longer capped at just being able to get $150,000. So there's a process through which you can request an increase. OK, the other thing that I want to talk about, too, is the different uh, like how much you decide to take. Right. So I had a business owner who qualified for ninety thousand. She decided to do twenty thousand. And what's important on this is she decided to do twenty thousand because she was really nervous about, you know, well, it says on here that if your loan is over twenty five thousand, that you have to do da 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 da. And I don't really, you know, I don't really know what that's about. I ain't really trying to, you know what I mean, uh, go through all these different changes. So she stopped at twenty thousand. Now I said twenty thousand is absolutely better than zero, right? So right, don't beat right, yourself right. up. <laughs> you were approved for that. You're going to get twenty thousand, right. right? But I'm also saying to her, you know, that uh, once we sit down, do the strategy session, you use that twenty thousand dollars, you still can request an increase because you were eligible for ninety thousand. Wow. Okay. So okay. long as there there's money in there, but I do right. want to I do want to talk That's about good. in the little time that we have too. I want to go over this specific scenario as far as the you know this business owner saying i don't want to be bothered with anything uh, as far as extra paperwork so let's right. talk about it so anything over twenty five thousand dollars right so this is what happens the okay. sba will file a, a ucc filing basically and a ucc filing is is a lien uh on commercial property like or any assets that you have Right. Okay. Um, so this is what happens if you don't have any business property or anything like that. There's no UCC uh, to file. Right. Okay. But that is twenty twenty five thousand dollars. Right. Is they're going to do a they're going to do a UCC. I want to talk about the collateral and I really hate reading, but I, I, it's important to me that you understand um, like what a UCC filing is and, yeah. and the whole piece about collateral. Cause I don't want people to get scared about that. So it says collateral in includes the following property that the borrower now owns or shall acquire or create immediately upon the acquisition of the loan. This mm. is stuff like tangible property, inventory, uh, equipment, because a lot of people don't even realize they actually have assets. These are all assets. Um, right, and so right. the UCC filing just means, OK, now <laughs> we're going to give you this money. So therefore, <laughs> right. you have every incentive to make sure that you're paying it back. But right. that should not scare you, right? Because again, we want you to absolutely have a strategy in place for the amount of money that you're getting, right? Don't be afraid with that. I mean, that comes with, I mean, you. you this is just how the lending world works. Don't right. take yourself right. out of the game because you don't understand it. Because then that means you're going into this thinking you're not going to pay it back. We're not right. talking about that. That's exactly right. Right. So so don't even do that. Now, if your loan is over five hundred thousand, so that changes because your credit score has to be, I think, a six seventy or six twenty. And if you have commercial property, um, then the SBA will need that deed, you know, for the commercial property. But the whole point of why I'm going over these things, because I believe in properly setting expectations is I don't want you to think it's simple, simple. But yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, you, it's still an SBA loan now. It's right. Loan. Okay. <laughs> I want y'all to say Talib and Isaac, right? The property gone. Okay. Right. You know, right. And plus, this is in the promissory note. So before right. you sign it, read it. Um, but the thing of it is, we want to get you in the door. We want to get you right. the access to capital. 
Right. But right, it also right. comes with responsibility. That's right. But if yeah. you know how to develop strategy in your business, this is nothing. Yeah. This is nothing. Okay. So you have a UCC filing, but you also have $90,000 that you can leverage in the bank that you already know you're going to pay mm -hmm. on time. Right. There's Over 30 other years. things. Yeah. Once you get this loan, you, you're mm -hmm. going to have to have hazard insurance or other things in place. But believe me when I say these are all things that when you when you're going into this product, you know that. Yeah. It's built into your strategy. Yep. Right. It's yep. built into yep. your strategy. So don't leave money on the table out of. Remember, we talked about lack of uh, small business financial literacy. Don't leave yeah. money on the table because of 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 anything. But you need to just go and develop the strategy to make all of this successful. Right. That's right. Leave That's the trauma good. behind. Leave the, I don't have a banking relationship behind. Leave right. all of that behind because right. this right. is what you have right now, an opportunity mm -hmm. if you qualify to develop strategy and crush the fourth quarter. We're talking about before yeah. the year ends. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is something if you if anything that we've said speaks to you as far as eligibility for your business. First of all, spread the word because I know there's yep. others. And then yep. second of all, really dive in and really consider this as an as a strategy for your business. Mm. So if there is a mic near, you can go ahead and drop that to because you definitely just did with that. Uh, uh closing um and that and that's and it's so strong what i did have one quick question and i don't mm -hmm. know if it says it in a document so with the ucc it talks about the assets yeah that um now are these assets in the company name or right these i'm glad you yes okay if the assets are in the company's name, they even if you have a loan over five hundred thousand, they're not going to say, "All right, we put a lien on your personal home." That's good. So no, it's okay. not. So okay. yeah, you're not leveraging your personal home. These are all business assets, okay. which you know, like it's a whole nother discussion on separating business from personal. Now there we go. So hey, look I at that. that. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I hope that you don't have, a, you know. Cause, Cause, if you really think about it, and I don't want to go off script too much, but if you really think about it, I, if you have, you know, taken out some equity in your home, you know, just be real careful about about this. Make sure you read this stuff. Ooh, yeah, okay? that's right. That's right. Make that's sure right. you read this stuff, and you hadn't, you know, what I'm saying, kind of mixed in some of your personal assets into your business. Because if mm. you have, then it's a chance that that could be a part of the lien. Um, but like I said, that's all the more reason why we got to be disciplined um, in separating our personal for business for protection, first of all, you know, but yeah. This is now maybe getting too technical here. What about somebody that pays their mortgage out of their business? Oh, uh, see, now this is one of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to answer it. You don't got to answer it. This I, might I, have I, to be a, <laughs> we talk later. <laughs> No, I'm just, you try to get me in trouble. See that? No, no, don't. <laughs> no, but you know the thing of it is, there you just need to be sitting with someone who, um, yeah. who, who, who knows the rules, uh, and um, who can effectively show you how you're going to be handling that. To me, and this is, and this is, um, like I said, a whole other webinar too. But right. to me, my quick answer to that is, you know, perhaps you need to make sure that you have payroll. <laughs> And you're paying, you're paying yourself. And what about you yeah. just do that and handle your, your, <laughs> all the other expenses? <laughs>
make sure you're on payroll. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's right. That's right. We just gonna do it like that. That's yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Look. So as y'all can see, these are my notes. So uh front and back. So this this has been very, very enriching. Um, even our nonprofits out there, right? Mm -hmm. Our 501c3s, mm -hmm. you know, I know that loans are not a an attractive business model, mm -hmm. uh, but it is a part of doing business, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. if as long as you have a service offering that could speak to how those resources could improve, speed up, uh, or, or attract more clients, then nine times out of 10, this may be a good capital infusion mm -hmm. that you'll be able to leverage to mm -hmm. buy time in mm -hmm. some instances or ultimately build better. Right. right. And so um, I don't know where them, you know, them bees came in back to back, but it, it, it flowed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But All you know, right. if yep. I could close it out on on saying to um one thing that another when you talk when you talk about setting expectations, and I want to talk about sort of the comment about the loan and like the fact that it's an interest a rate a tied to it. So yeah, it's a loan. So small business disaster recovery, especially from like the federal government aspect and trickling down right into your state and local governments. I'm here to tell you, uh, especially if you look at the, the Build Back Better plan that Congress is currently, you know, stalling on, um, it's all loans, mm. right? And so what I want to say is that there will very much continue to be, like, you know, grants out there. There are going to be opportunities for grants. Right, right. It just might not be from the federal government. It just might not be from the state government or city government. It might be from the private foundations. But I'm here to That's tell good. you. Even the private foundations and even the, the major corporations, they're still asking you for your numbers. Yeah. Yep. I, I yeah. saw I saw a private foundation grant that asked you for your tax return. <laughs> yep. You know, so so the point is, um, yeah, we're 18 months in this thing. We some of us still have trauma, you know, for various reasons on being in the middle of a pandemic. But there's not any um, pressure relief in mm. you needing to do what you know you have needed to, to, to get accomplished right. before. And that right. is get your financial house in order. So find you someone who knows what they're doing, who's a business owner themselves. That's a who fact. Has, who has been successful and failed. Yep. You need both yep. of them yep. uh, who can speak to every, to every side of the table and who can roll up the sleeves and, and no judgment zone. Let's do what we need to do. What do yep. we need to do in order right. to get you bankable? Right. Because like I said, nothing's final but death. So as long as you're breathing, it's an opportunity yeah. for yeah. you to line up your strategy and get yourself and your business where you need to be period mm -hmm. so it's time to roll up those sleeves because the opportunities are absolutely out there but they're not going to come without some work period yeah love it love it love it don't paralyze yourself right due to fear Mm. it's going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be certain things you're not going to know. There were certain things that I didn't know while working with Taliba. There were certain aspects where I was like, oh, she's going to see all that, you know, and, 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 
and, but I knew that I was committed to the structure necessary to be able to build a scalable, viable business. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had to move my feelings to the side, as my partner C. Green would say, leave your feelings in the car, mm-hmm. in the backseat at that. I had to leave my feelings in the car and put my future on the table. And then that's what allowed us to be able to work mm-hmm. together. And so for all business owners, make sure that you have an accountant that you trust, um, someone that you can communicate with honestly, mm-hmm. um, but also will um, stay in tune to the changes. Because one thing about the accounting mm-hmm. industry, taxes change. Like, it's mm-hmm. not it's not the same as, you know, from one president to another. And so we have to be strategic on the way in which we uh, not only form our business, but also continue to fund our business mm-hmm. um, that allows us to be able to run our business. Right. And right. so. And you want to have some advisory in there, too, because, you know, because some some folks just do one thing, right? They just do taxes or they just do accounting or they just do bookkeeping. To speak to Isaac's point about things ever changing, you want someone who's who is it's their job, right, to know what's going on in, that's going to affect your business, whether it be federal policy, state policy, city policy, you know, and all of that stuff. So you you want a good mix of um, not only the technical skill of tax filing and accounting and bookkeeping, but also advisory, meaning yeah. that they are you know adding more into like helping you understand those numbers. Numbers, talking to you about those numbers, developing the strategy. So I want right. to also make sure that that you do that as well. Because I have a lot of folks who had accountants and I'm looking at it and they're like, I didn't know that. <laughs> that right. really, that's that's right. A lot of folks that I'm getting, they're like, so I didn't know that. And I, right. you know, and I'm waiting on you to get it. You right, know? right, right, right. Yeah, yeah that's so good. That's are, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. So we you heard the strategy sessions that Taliba um, may be able to squeeze you in in the next couple of weeks. So yep. make sure you move fast. With that being said, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Social media, all that. Yep, I would do, uh, if you just do at TMB Tax on IG um, or um, at, you can find TMB Tax and Financial Services. You can Google it. You can Google my name. It'll come up um, and you'll see how to get in touch with me. Um, like I said, even though, you know, we're, we're pretty, uh, got a little clock here uh, for the next two weeks. I really do, really, really, really do want to work with as many uh, business owners that I can. I just recently launched uh, the 100 Black Businesses Bankable Initiative through my. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, me and my team, you know, we are committed to exactly what Isaac and I are, are talking about. Um, and so there I'll be posting more about the initiative through my nonprofit. Um, so, you know, let's connect uh, and um, and we'll do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, look, if, if this has been helpful, let's say you go through this process, you receive some funding, let us know. Let's say yes. you go through this process and it didn't go well, let us know because mm-hmm. you're experience allows us to be able to speak to other individuals to either avoid or capitalize on steps mm-hmm. that you were able to take. So there's been a ton of free jewelry. Hopefully you picked it up, put it in your front and back pocket. The good thing <laughs> is, is that you can, uh, um, the good thing is, is that you can um, save it. We got it on YouTube, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Instagram. So there may have been other questions that I probably didn't capture. So my apologies to the audience that we weren't able to uh, get your questions. Um, but with that being said, I think we're right at 60 minutes to leave a thank you, mm-hmm. Queen. 
thank you thank you for your insight and your in your business and we appreciate you i'm a client as i shared before uh and very thankful to be a client uh, <laughs> and um as y'all know this comes to the conclusion of this interview and and uh stay planted see you later thank you Bye.